Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the MTV podcast number 102. And I would like to preface this episode with the fact that the last episode was very dense with bike knowledge and bike nerdage and suspension and technical stuff from a true mountain biker, World Cup mountain bike racer, Nico Malali. And this podcast, we're going a bit of a different direction. Uh, we have, uh, instead of Nico as a guest, we have the Calirado kid. Calirado kid, how do you pronounce it? Calirado kid. Calirado kid. In my sultry voice. I gave you my sultry voice right there. The Calirado kid. Perfect. (laughs) Yeah. And Jared, how you doing? Doing fantastic. How are you? Uh, and it's just us three and we're, you know, we're going to, we're going to be a little bit lighter on the bike nerdage and more on, more on the goofy mountain bike humor because that is what Calirado kid, Joe is known for. It's kind of Tell my us about yourself, Joe. It's kind of my specialty. I, actually, the truth is, like, I know a lot about bikes. I just don't want to divulge that to my fans. Like, it's really, it's really <laughs> just, it's just play, just tricking the fan base is really the, what I'm doing. Uh, no, so my background is interesting. It's, uh, it's kind of the comedic aspect. Uh, there's a couple great creators in this industry that are doing it, like Seabass, normal mountain biker, Just the Maker. A couple of us are just making light of the fact that mountain biking is fun and it's, uh, it's uh, fun to get out on a bike. So it's really simple. It's just that simple. I mean. Uh, doesn't get more complicated than that. That is that is a good good point. Yeah. Nice, nicely said. Yeah. Nicely said. And for the listeners out there, if you aren't familiar with the Cali Rado kid, uh, you will be soon because he's on a <laughs> – For better or worse. He's on, <laughs> he's on track for a global yeah. famedom. That's yeah. right. Uh, with his – what would you call those? Funny, humorous mountain bike skit short form videos. Yeah, I think – And inter- some long form videos. I think the trick has been like finding stuff that we can all relate to and putting it – just kind of over-exaggerating a bit for video form. Like so it's kind of fun in that regard because you can take something that we all deal with, a flat tire or whatever else, and you can just kind of make the joke out of it. And everybody goes, man, I've had that happen to me before. Totally. I think that's really the selling point on a lot of the content that we make and I make is uh, we've all seen it before. We've all done it before. And so when it's uh, it's just bringing it to light and making fun of it. And uh, we've all had those problems. So it's yeah. pretty fun. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, it is good. I mean, uh, you're mostly – so YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, yep. all at Calirado Kid. And just, just briefly looking at your YouTube channel and your shorts – uh, 7.4 million views on you crashed. How's the bike? Yeah. Uh, 6.5 million views on what do you do with the old ones? Yeah. And you're holding a tire. Yep. Uh, <laughs> 3.8 million views on buying your first mountain bike in 10 years. Yeah. And, uh, I caught him riding it. <laughs> I'm, I'm not sure if I've actually seen that one. Yeah. Uh, 2.3 million views on that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. This thing is sensitive. 1.9 million views. I, I could just mm-hmm. go on. There's, <laughs> yeah. there's really, really a lot of thought a lot went into of, naming all these videos. As you can <laughs> there's see. a yeah. lot of short form content with millions and millions of views yeah. here. Oh, man. You know what's funny is I, I bet people are going to, some people are going to listen to this and go, I'm not actually from, I don't know who this guy is. And then they're going to pull you up and be like, oh, I know this guy. I've seen this. That's such an interesting yeah. point because, like, a lot of the guy, okay, so here's a funny story. I rode with a guy recently. I think it was in Whistler, actually. We rode for about two days with this group of guys that were out of New York. And, uh, some of the guys knew me, some of them didn't, but it wasn't until like the second day that the guy was like, wait a minute, you're the guy who dressed up as the fake wife and did that video, huh? I'm like, yeah, that was me, you know? So it's like, yeah, I like that one. That, that realization. Oftentimes, yeah. the voice, like if we're on a trail system, like people hear my voice first because I talk very loudly. Mm-hmm. So my voice travels, but uh, yeah, it, it's funny. It, it, with that amount of exposure, you're bound to at least see it. If you're into mountain biking at some point, you've probably seen one of these ridiculous videos. Yeah, for yeah. better or worse. Like I, I for better. Yeah, just, <laughs> just just by yeah. the data, if you add all this stuff up, you might. I mean, could right. be covering half the U.S. population yeah. at this point. Yeah, right? so incredible yeah. reach. 
Incredible reach. Yeah, that's that's pretty good stuff. Well, we've got a batch of questions for you from oh, the great. listeners that we're going to go through. And then we're also going to, you know, implore into the mind of Colorado kid and mm. see, I don't know, what I mean, we hung out all day. We mm. rode some bikes and yeah, I think I think there's some lessons you've learned about mountain biking because you've been riding for 4 years. Yeah. Right? About um, that as a professional mountain biker, yes. Yeah. Yeah. What are well, you laughing at, Jared? Oh, <laughs> you know. No. Okay, sorry. Jared, tell him about the sarcasm. <laughs> tell the fans about the sarcasm. He's got incredible sarcasm. I yeah. mean, it's off the charts. It's amazing. Yeah. And the humor is great. And that was sarcasm, Jared. I detected that. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, So, to clarify, you weren't a professional mountain biker? No, no, no. I have no background in biking at all. Yeah, just to clarify. uh, (laughs) Again, my background is simple. But I think what you said is we're going to get into that a little bit later. Unless you want me to talk about it right now, we'll jump right in. No, I mean, I think I just wanted to more ask you. Yeah. You know, you got into mountain biking four years ago, and seemingly out of nowhere, uh, you've got just all of these hilarious short-form videos on all these social media platforms, and you've done a really good job at, I guess what any good comedian does is getting into something and kind of seeing these funny little nuances and behaviors and communication and things and making these hilarious skits out of them. How did you, is this kind of just how you felt when you you walked up to, you know, your first trailhead and met some mountain bikers and started talking to people and then you're like, man, I could really make fun of this whole situation. No, No, it's funny because like the first time you go to a trailhead, you're terrified. You don't know what to expect on a trail, like an actual riding mechanics is like, oh, I'm just going to die. Like the first year is like, I'm probably just going to die. But the humor stuff came in later because... You know, as you start to see more of the mountain bike culture and you fall in love with it, you just see all those daily things that we all deal with. It's like one of the videos I made is about like all the spare tires we keep in our garage despite never planning on using them again. Despite that, (laughs) we have a giant pile. And I thought of that because I went into my garage and I looked in there. I was like, I got this giant pile of tires. Like, and I was like, I know a bunch of people that have that. And so yeah. I made this video. Everybody? Yeah, everybody. Where we're going back and forth, and the guy's like, really, the premise is like, oh, man, you got all these tires. Like, he's like, are you just going to throw them away? Like, are you crazy? They're like $90 a piece. He's like, yeah, but they're all broken, right? Like, yeah. He's like, are you going to use them? No, but I'm keeping them, you know? It's just that simple, and that's really what we all do. I've got plenty of tires sitting around for no reason. Yeah, it's, it is, it's very true. So yeah. do I. I mean, yeah. I got How like, many tires I, you got there, Jerry? Probably like a dozen in my garage. It's almost half the amount of bikes you have just laying around. Right? But paired the back of the bikes a little bit. Right? <laughs> you recently cleansed the bikes. Recently cleansed a little bit. Yeah. We're working on it. Uh, working so the, on it. the more I started to understand, like, the culture of mountain biking and the stuff we all deal with, I just thought it was fun to, like, bring light to it. And that evolved yeah. over time, right? The first thing I started doing was doing, you know, long-form YouTube ride videos, which is kind of where all mountain bike YouTubers seem to start. It's just, hey, let's go ride on the trail, document the trail, all that stuff. But over time, I, I was able to let my, the, the humor flourish and evolve it. And the short form stuff has been wildly successful because, again, it's easily consumable. You know, if you could tell a joke in 15, 30 seconds mm-hmm. that relates to everybody, it seems to do really well. And yeah. uh, it's fun. It's uh, It's been really good, man. It's been really good. Yeah. No, I mean, you've done an amazing job at it. And, it, and funny enough, I was, you know, brought you up with uh, Brian Kennedy, BKXC. Yeah. I, was, I was talking to him. He's one of the partners in Trail One with us and uh, talking to him about you. And he's like, he's like, oh, I, I know Joe, Colorado Kitty, went to high school with him. He's yeah. like a good friend of mine. I yep. can introduce you guys. I was like, yeah, we would love to meet Joe because he is hilarious. Yeah. And uh, we got to just hang out with this guy because he's funny. And <laughs> we have an ongoing and gag next about, thing you know, here we are. We're here. I made it finally. Yeah. And it's funny because we've been talking about me making a road trip down here up in northern california i'm in uh, sacramento northern california it's not that far like a six-hour drive but we've been talking about it for a while finally made it work which is awesome this is great we got to ride today 
And we have an ongoing gag of me like name dropping Brian in my live streams and things like that. So it's like if I say Brian's name more than three times, we have to just start taking drinks. So I'm not going <laughs> to talk about Brian at all tonight. This is it. That's it. Okay. okay. All right. Yeah. That's it. I mean, I guess I technically name dropped him first. Yeah. So, so I only got two yeah. on, under my belt. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so Perfect. we're good. But three combined. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Who so, would you like to name drop? Uh, gosh. You? <laughs> I know Jeff. Yeah. The Jeff? Yeah. Yeah. The Jeff? The, the Jeff. One. I don't know of another one. I was just uh, looking through your videos, and you got one of them that says, it's bigger than it looks, and you got those big eyeball emojis. <laughs> <laughs> that's one about the rock roll, right? Mm. No, that's the tire one, right? That one's oh. got millions and millions Oh, that's of a good one, too. But super relatable, and the concept is like, the concept is you go up to this rock roll, if it's your first rock roll ever, right? Mm-hmm. You go up to it. To you, it looks like basically the Grand Canyon. You look down this thing. You're staring down the hillside. You're like, my God. You know, like, I can't <laughs> imagine doing this. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then, of course, you're like, you finally work up the nerves to do it. And you roll down it. And you look up. You're like, oh, that was like, you know, uh, three feet. You know, yeah. it was like just this tiny yeah. rock roll. And the production that goes behind that is funny and it's interesting because, like, I find this giant rock slab that I can shoot. And then I've got to go find this tiny little rock to shoot that has the same lighting, the same angle of the sun. This is how much I dive into this that people don't realize. (laughs) I spent, like, 20 minutes riding around with all the camera gear on my back to find another rock that was similar looking and had lighting in the same direction as the sun to film the second part, which was me rolling down and looking at it be like, huh, it looked bigger, you know, like – (laughs) <laughs> this, is, this is what I do. Yeah, this is, I don't know. Oh, that is more thought that went into that little yeah. video. I know, I and, and, and I think maybe that's part of the reason why I've had success at it, because uh, maybe I overthink some things. Uh, but it's been good. I don't know. It's I have fun doing it. So Yeah, I will say, I mean, I, I notice that you're, you're always, a lot of the stuff you can tell is not filmed on a phone. You're using a proper camera, yeah. and then the audio is perfect. <laughs> yeah. Like, wow. For better or worse. This guy's not messing around. I know. (laughs) I know. Yeah, there's clearly uh, a lot of effort, you know, put into it, and it shows. I mean, it it looks good. Yeah. We did Mm -hmm. a shoot with Paul the Punter recently, and he was helping me shoot a video. And we were out there shooting a 30-second video for four hours. (laughs) Just (laughs) just completely ridiculous. Was was it worth it? I don't know. But, yeah, anyways, it's fine. (laughs) I may have overthought it. What else could you have possibly done better with your time? (laughs) Maybe ride my bike. Yeah, this Jeff is, is uh, concerned about the ROI on that. Yeah, I know. This, <laughs> yeah. There was not, yeah. <laughs> Although that video got Some 2 million views me. on YouTube within two weeks, or within one week, actually. So that's not bad. That's pretty yeah. good. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. Pretty good. Some potentially uh, tangible ROI I'll there. take that. I'll take it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. yeah. Qualitative, quantitative. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't yeah. know. It's debatable. It's debatable. <laughs> that's awesome. A seating change? Oh, sorry, we're back. Uh, Joe had to do a little mic mic adjustment because he's not very familiar with audio equipment. Whatever, Jeff. <laughs> I blame Liam. He had this set up the wrong way. He's don't using, tell him I said that. He's using Liam's mic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He um, helped me with a bike, so don't tell him I said but, that. But I the audio it. equipment was was a was a dig because you actually do what? What is your title? Are you actually an audio engineer as a career? Uh, to a certain degree? So I work in broadcast the broadcast industry. I used to do. Some TV work, but mostly radio. Always been a radio engineer, and that's uh, that's my current trade. So building radio stations, maintaining them, and a lot of your younger younger audience is going to be like, "What's a radio station?" Yeah, I'm uh, actually even sure I know. I don't blame them. But at the end of the day, it's like you know, just building studios. Like podcast studios, actually, too, is something I've done in my spare time. It's helping people build podcast studios. 
And it's something that kind of fell to the wayside once I started doing the Colorado Kid page because like I was actually making legitimate money at that. And I was like, I would rather go make no money and make funny videos. So I've made a really a great decision, I think, on this whole endeavor. <laughs> that's what I did. Yeah, that's the that choice could, I made. That could honestly be another idea for a video yeah. is uh, you – out there filming a skit about mountain bikes and then your you know fake quote unquote wife comes out which you've in, impersonated before is yeah i've got acted this as her? yeah I've, everybody says my wife has a great mustache because uh, i just i've done a sh- couple reels where i've got the towel wrapped over my head and uh, by the way that robe again is this rose that's yours yeah no this kimono that has roses all over it apparently is like a family heirloom that i'm just destroying oh, these no. stupid videos yeah it's just <laughs> this is what we've done with our lives yeah. oh no she puts up with me yeah. yeah and she could she could walk out and ask Ask why you've chosen to uh, make these mountain bike skits rather than do uh, <laughs> audio studio building and consulting. <laughs> so wait, is there ever a point where it's like Inception where she comes out in her kimono and you're in the kimono and she's like, what are you doing? And you're like, oh, I'm just filming a video. And then I don't think she I don't think she would wear the kimono now for fear of that happening. Like, it's really like it would just we, we would lock eyes. and It would be about 30 minutes before we realized what happened. Oh, my God. It's just my thought. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it's good. Yeah, it's so funny. Like she she totally tolerates me. She gets it. And it's like there was only one time when the female like fake wife character actually came a little close to home. And she was like, that's a little close to home, isn't it? I was like, no. And it was the one where it was like me setting up the idea of like going on a road trip. And you're like, look, honey, oh, you know, yeah. we're going to have a blast on this road trip with my friends. But it, the truth of the matter is I'm just really going to miss you, you know. And she's like, uh, oh, thanks, honey. You're so sweet. He's like. No, you're sweet. You know, like that sort of stuff. And she's like, well, have fun and call me when you get to the hotel. Like, I will, honey. I miss you. And then she closed the door and I start doing a celebration dance and she catches me. You know, yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. she's like, that's a little close to home, isn't it? I was like, no. <laughs> no. You're right on the edge there, Joe. <laughs> right on the edge. <laughs> Ragged edge. Oh yeah. But again, like relatable content. We've all like oh, been yeah. stoked to go on a road trip. And she's like, you know, they want to hear that mm-hmm. you would rather be hanging out with them. And sometimes you just want to go ride. It's- <laughs> She's gonna listen to this. You guys got me in trouble. <laughs> Let's backpedal. Let's try to dig yeah, out this hole. We can fix it in post. So you, you kind of you kind of did answer this first listener question, which yeah. is: yeah. Are you doing this creator thing full time? If so, what's the story? And if not, what's your day job? So you kind of kind of yeah. answer that. It's not yeah. full time. It's, it's not part time. Yeah, just you know the usual four hours for thirty second video on this Jeez. on the weekends. That and sounds full time to me. And then your day job has something to do with a radio. Yeah. Yeah, building audio studios and and monitoring and all that that stuff. Again, most of the crowd here probably won't even know what a radio station is, but yeah, it's good. It's fun. I've 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 been doing it for years. I'm good at it, and and I enjoy it. So it's it's good. I don't have anything bad to say about it. Uh, The content creation stuff is really interesting because it's another avenue of creativity that. You know, it's it's a stretch of the brain. It's it's a cool to think of the shots and how you can pull off and how the, what the best way to execute a joke is, and it's engaging. Anybody that creates content kind of understand that or. There's a lot of ways to think about it, but it for me it's 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 a spark, and I'm always thinking about like I see something and how can I execute that. And now I was explaining recently, it's funny, it's kind of ridiculous that I think in terms of shots, like how am I going to pull off this video? I know the joke I want to make. Now, what are the shots I need to pull it off? And so now, in my head, immediately, like all those sequences are happening. So I try to make notes of this stuff, and and it helps me. But yeah, anyways, it's I've gone I've gone way far down the rabbit hole. Way far down the rabbit hole. One of the stories I told by the way last it seems night. Seems like you're having fun though. I know. It is super fun. But one of the stories I told outside Brennan recently we were hanging out, I'm crashing at his place, is that uh, another incredible content creator by the way. Um, is that like when I first started this, I went and I got a used Bronson because Brian, the old BKXE, there's a name drop, okay? It happens oh, all the time. Oh. 
But I didn't know anything about bikes. So well, he he was just riding a, a Bronson. So I was like, let me find a Bronson. To me, that's a great bike because he's riding it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so anyways, I went and bought this used Bronson. I didn't know it didn't come with pedals. So I was a little frustrated. I was like, what do you mean it doesn't come with pedals? How am I going to ride the bike? Uh, so this is my knowledge of bikes getting into the mountain biking sport, all right? And so this happens. And uh, geez, yeah, it's just all downhill from there. But I told the guys at work, I was like, look, when I get this mountain bike, I'm a little concerned because I have a bit of an addictive personality. Like I did this with barbecue. Like I was like, I really like barbecue and like brisket, smoking briskets and all this stuff. So I went and bought a thousand pound smoker from Texas that cost four grand. And I just like every weekend was smoking 80 pounds of meat. You know, it was like, so I just like I dove head first. And so I told them when I got this bike, I was like, man, I'm a little concerned that I might go a little too far with this. They're like, what do you mean? And here we are. Like, yeah, it's just, <laughs> it's gone too far. But I want to backpedal a little bit. What do you do with all that meat? Like, do you have parties every time? Yeah. Uh, so I'll, one, it's meal prep. So like we could throw, we could eat a big dinner, have family over and all yeah. that stuff. Then I'll vacuum seal ribs and brisket oh. and all that stuff. And you just heat it up anytime. Especially when you got a family. <laughs> Jared. Oh. oh. He's over there thinking about meat. <laughs> but like, like the smoker's so big that I might as well fill it up when I cook. Oh, right? you have I've to. already got the fire going. I'm yeah. chopping the wood. I'm throwing the wood in there. And so like I'll vacuum seal it. Or just when we have a barbecue, I literally tell people like fill your plate as high as you can go and take it home with you wow because i don't care like i i, I whatever like it's so brilliant. it's just sharing that's what it's all about i like the vacuum seal idea that's great yeah it's a good idea and it's meal prep when you got a family i got two kids and so we got a wife and we all work and it's like that way during the week you just vacuum seal it uh, take it out you got you got dinner wow we got sidetracked but there it is jared there what we do go. you do with all of your extra meat well i usually eat it within like a couple days because i don't do a 80 pound brisket yeah uh. But, I'll do an 80 pound brisket, but I'll put like oh. four briskets. So they're like 20 pounds a piece plus, you know, six racks of ribs and I'll throw hot links and stuff in there too. It's, it's excessive. Wow. Yeah. I've gone too far. I'm looking at Mike. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> oh. <laughs> I, I bring in my meat and I share mm-hmm. it with the shop. Mm-hmm. Jeff loves yeah. the meat. Yep. That is true. I do enjoy when Jared comes in with some nice fancy meats. What were those little triangles? That was a pork belly burnt end. Ooh. Man, good, I've got some good pictures good to little, show you later. Oh. Good little thing. Yeah. Yeah, Love see, to see some we pictures of your meat. Eaten, we should have had a snack before the podcast so yeah. we didn't just clearly make it obvious that we're all hungry. Yeah, we were eating trail mix. <laughs> what were we doing? We were just hammering some trail mix yeah. before the podcast thinking, yeah. we'll just grab dinner after. Should have no just got deal. some barbecue. Now here we are just talking about meat. Even mm-hmm. I'm talking about meat, and I really don't care that much. Yeah, yeah you do. Don't, don't I love lie. to eat it, and I'd certainly appreciate some well-cooked meat. Did I mention um, I'm a vegan? <laughs> <laughs> Can I tell you about it? No, okay, sorry. Yeah, It's not true. <laughs> oh man don't worry I, I gave him the warning on the sarcasm so okay, you, good. Don't, you yeah. don't have to tell him it's not They'll true pi- I, I'm pretty sure anybody listening has picked up on it thus far <laughs> if not I apologize <laughs> we were talking about beyond meat oh jeez or impossible meat mm-hmm. they are not paid sponsors so <laughs> yeah let's not talk about it man what the, what the hell are you doing don't talk about that that's one thing I've learned as a content creator you never talk about anything that you're not getting paid for anymore yeah that's not true at all actually Speaking of sponsors, yeah. should we go to the next listener question? Go ahead, Jared. Read it off. What do you think is strange about Jeff, Jared, and the Worldwide Cycler crew now that you have met us in person? <laughs> what do I think is strange about you guys? Yeah. Uh, if, you could, if you could just pick a couple things. Nothing. Look at me. Like, listen to me. I'm just a maniac. So, like, to me, like, I'm as strange as it gets. So, no, it's fun. Like one of the things I talked about, one of the reasons why I'm, I'm involved with you guys is because you have a sense of humor, because you guys are producing content, you get that side of things. Like to me, that's more important than anything is people that get what I'm doing. And I'm not going to say appreciate it because you might not. But what I will say is like, 
I appreciate the fact that you guys know what it takes to make content, you're involved with it, and there's a face to the business. So like for me, and we talked about this earlier, like people know you guys and that's a business, but like there's other brands that I'd never seen the face of anybody that works at that place. Yeah. Uh, so it's cool, man. There's a personality behind the company. And, you know, even the Trail One stuff we talked about, talked about, like the handlebars, the grips. You guys know Brian. You know Jeff. All these things have a face to them, and you know the people involved with it. It's like, that's it. It's at face value. Like, yeah. so it's cool to me. I, I really appreciate that. Awesome. So it's not that weird at all. I'm awesome. the weird one. Yeah, it's like takes one or no one, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I'm used to it. This is nothing, of the, none of this is unusual to me. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. yeah cool. Wow. Awesome. Man, you really could have just, that was a good layup to really just lay yeah. into us. Some, you could have just thrown us yeah. under the bus. You just thrown us under the bus. I could but, have, yeah. yeah. It was a nice compliment. Thanks. Yeah, we appreciate yeah. that. I could have. Plus, you told me to keep it PG. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I, I do agree with you. I, part of the reason why, you know, I like that we create content and bring value with content and also show who we are and, and make sure there's sort of a face and people and people can see who we are and who's running the brands. Um, cause I respect that myself. Like I like buying from other brands that I think, Oh, those are good people and I relate to them and they're providing value and I see who they are and it's just transparent and relatable. And, and I enjoy that. And I, I enjoy like supporting brands like that myself. So yeah. I always thought, yeah, I want to make sure that the brands I'm involved with people kind of know what's going on and it's clear and transparent what our motives are and who we are and what we care about and what our, you know, what we honor and our passions and all that sort of stuff. So I think it resonates good. with people. I think it does. Yeah. I think it does. I really do. So it's a, uh, it's a big thing to me it was like mm-hmm. seeing who's doing it so it's cool yeah. yeah and i always you know saying uh you know in, in our various content especially youtube videos that you can contact any of us on instagram and i'm at jeff Cayley and jared's at jared Beerman, and uh just send us some slide into our dms and uh, i always send audio replies to people mm-hmm. i think they're yeah. usually pretty uh surprised when they get that but also maybe nervous because they feel like maybe they have to reply back in yeah. audio yeah 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 <laughs> <laughs> have you had any awkward audio replies? Yes, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Let's just let's roll them right now. You got it on the board over there. Let's just get. Let's hit, okay. All right. No, maybe next time. Yeah. But yeah, I, I think it's important. I think people yeah. should know who the heck are the people running brands that they're buying from and the businesses they're working with. And, yeah. Yeah, it's nice. Yeah. All right. Oh, cool. Thanks, Joe. There you go. Thanks, so, thanks for not just yeah. throwing us under the bus. Flattery will get me everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> Is it okay if I take an e-bike home? <laughs> Because I am. Okay, sorry. Let's keep going. Gotcha. Gotcha. This is a this is a perfect question for you. Yeah. I'm not sure. This uh, is a great question. Yeah, it's it, this is right up your alley as your self proclaimed uh, professional mountain bike. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It says, please explain why some bikes have linear suspension linkage ratios and why some have progressive linkage ratios. I mean, I think it's obvious, don't you? Oh yeah, I think it's quite obvious. Like one. <laughs> It's a politician answer. <laughs> keep going. Keep going. You don't even yeah. need to under, uh, explain. Uh, everybody knows. Okay, look, here's the thing. I mean, like, first things first, you got to account for gravitational forces, right? And plus, if a solar flare, flare is just going to kick up and throw your linkage out of line, you really got to account for that. So I think having – what was the question? I think, <laughs> I think, I think having the, the know-with-all and the, and the fantastic knowledge that you would of, of linkages that – it just all comes together. You know, I, I yeah. think the first one's better than the second one. Yeah. That's, that's, bike knowledge is my specialty, Jeff. Yeah. That's good. <laughs> like, realistically, it's so funny. Like, I do love riding bikes, 
but I'm not a technical person. Like, to, like I couldn't tell you the difference between Kashima coding and non-Kashima coding, uh, but I love riding bikes, man. And and I think that resonates with people because, like, a lot of people just get on a bike and want to ride. There are the detail-oriented, yeah, totally. and there's nothing wrong with being detail-oriented. In fact, I learn a lot listening to you guys on this podcast occasionally when I feel like doing it. But, um, <laughs> you know... <laughs> It's still like the details sometimes to me, like after about a minute of details, I'm, I'm just zoned out. So it's like I still love riding bikes. And, and I think there are people that like that, which is maybe one of the reasons why my dumb content resonates with people, too, is because like there's a lot of people that don't know the details, too. And there's nothing wrong with that. At the very yeah, least, we can all kind of help each other learn. Yeah. And like I'm learning one day at a time. Uh, usually by internet trolls just just right coming right after me. Yeah. Yeah. When I say something wrong in a video, that's how I learn everything I've known about mountain biking. Just like people calling me an idiot. And I, you know, I'm, I'm, I love it. I love new knowledge. Yeah. Wherever it comes from. Yeah. I'm so like a learning center of educational tude. Mountain yeah. biking. Yeah. yeah. The, the, the mountain bike itself is a pretty complicated piece of equipment, but you know, you get the right shop, you get the right friends, you can, Get on the thing and have a great time, and you don't need to know anything and everything about it. Yeah. Um, but if you want to, it's also a really fun sport when you become an enthusiast and you slowly go down the path of bike nerdage and learn yeah. more and more about it. It's pretty fun and entertaining and doesn't really ever end because it's kind of endlessly complex in that way. Which it is really fun. is. It really is. Think yeah. about like if somebody asked you to describe like a wheel to someone, like a wheel set. Like yeah, how many things like, would you have yeah. to describe to someone <laughs> to describe a simple wheel set, mm. right? Yeah. Think about it for a second. Like how many objects, spokes, rims, tubeless tire setups, tires, uh, hubs. pressure, Did you say hubs? hubs, you know, all these things. Like there's so many elements, like how many spokes, like there, there's so many elements just to a wheel set. It's like, man, have we gone too far? So like not everybody knows that stuff. It is a lot. I remember when I was getting a custom wheel set built, they were like, okay, how many spokes do you want? I'm like, wait, there's different levels. You can get different numbers of spokes. So, and what's the point of that? I'd like to apologize to everybody in advance listening to this podcast here because, yeah, I'm, I'm certainly not the most knowledgeable guy when it comes to bike parts. But I think there's a big audience that doesn't know that, too. So yeah. it's like if, at the very least I could be their ambassador. I don't know. Like, But it's, a, it's complicated. And that's just a wheel set. And then oh, yeah. you apply everything else, the different – yeah, there's a lot. So having mm-hmm. people explain that and not be upset about the fact that someone doesn't know is really important. Oh, yeah. And uh, you guys provide a lot of good content like that. I don't want to flatter you guys all night long. This is probably the last compliment I'm going to deliver. <laughs> but, you know, we talk about the idea of evergreen content, like actual information that's digestible and entertaining. And doing that is hard. There's only a few content yeah. creators that can do it well. So mm-hmm. it's cool. And there's people like me that need it. Because I just don't know. Well, I mean, not everybody's born with a wealth of bike knowledge, right? You yeah. Know, everybody has a place where they start. And yeah. Everybody has a certain, you know, place down that rabbit hole they go. Yeah. And that's fine. Yep. Yep. That is well said, Jared. Thank well you. Well said. It's true. Appreciate yep. it. Very yeah. eloquent. Thank you. Well done. <laughs> I think he needs more whiskey. All right. Sorry. <laughs> that's great. Oh, that is nice. Uh, this next question uh, might be... Oh, it's actually kind of related to the question after that, too. So this this one is, you know, I think we should ask these in a different order. So the first question is, how often do you get mistaken for Jason Sadakis, a.k.a. Ted Lasso? Oh, my God. Uh, You know what's funny? In person, not so much. On the Internet, quite a bit. And here's the top, the front runners, okay, on people that I get confused with. Ted Lasso. Yeah. Um, You have the same mustache, same... Kind yeah, of dad I, jokes. It's I can't quite, even discern between yeah. the two, to be yeah. honest. There is also, um, God, what's the actor's name? From My Name is Earl. Oh. Mm. 
I get I, that. I know the guy you're talking about. Yep, Earl from My Name Is Earl. Yeah, and I can see that. In a certain number of videos, Lalo Salamanca from uh, Better Call Saul. Those uh-huh. are the front runners of the people that like constantly pop up as an alert comes in. They're like, "Is that Lalo Salamanca riding a bike? Like, <laughs> or is that like My Name Is Earl?" Yeah. yeah, Jason Lee is Jason Earl, Lee. Earl Hickey. Jason Lee, yeah. My name is Earl. Those are the front runners. And I actually held a contest once, not a contest, but like a poll on Instagram once. And I think Ted Lasso won out. I think Ted Lasso won oh, out. Oh, who you looked like the most? Yeah. I think I could see I, that. I don't most. know why I didn't dress up as Ted Lasso for Halloween. I was going to actually dunk. ask you yeah. if you did that. I should have. Well, so, okay. Idea for <laughs> next year. just what funny pulling up pictures of Ted Lasso <laughs> yeah. and looking at you. It's yeah. 100% like uh, Dead Ringer, right? I, I mean, he's, yeah. he is him. Here, Doppelganger. Here, here's the uh, the participation time for the for the audience. You know, you guys go search it right now. And you tell the, uh, Worldwide Cycler, you DM him or whatever, and you say, is it Ted Lasso? Is it the guy from My Name is Earl? Or yep. is it Lilo Salamanca? Yeah. I, I see Ted Lasso now. You know what you could even do is you could probably show up to the filming of the next episode. Just show up. And be like, just walk in there where's like my trailer? You know what it is? I'll be a stunt double. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. For yeah. sure. Just mm-hmm. tell him you're uh, Ted Lasso's stunt double. Yeah. Jason Sudeikis. Really? Jason probably say that. Yeah, he's, tell him you're Ted Lasso's. I'm Ted Lasso's stunt double. Like, you mean Jason? Jason? Yeah. <laughs> Get out of here, guy. Get out of here. <laughs> Get out of here, kid. You bother me. That's the Calirado kid. The oh, Calirado kid. Uh, so you wanna, what's you're gonna go back to the? Oh the yeah, question? that's right. Yeah, that is yeah. related. I was gonna. I missed that one. Well, how many chicks have slid into your DMs over the years? Oh my god, every <laughs> none. Like so. <laughs> Welcome to the mountain bike industry. <laughs> Watch listening. All right, no, uh, seriously, none. Like it's so funny. Like uh, I'm a big fan of getting more women on the trail. Okay, that sounds inappropriate. Let me just <laughs> let me back this up. Okay. <laughs> what I, that like. So one of the things, like, I know there's been a lot of talk about, like, bro culture within mountain biking and stuff like that. Like, that's never been something that I've had to deal with. A lot of the stuff that I deal with is very, like, you know, just inclusive. Let's all hang out. Let's go ride. Yeah. Let's have some fun trails. And so, like, I think it is a, I think of it as a very positive thing to get more people involved in mountain biking. Agreed. And yeah. it's so cool. And seeing creators like Jess the Maker um, – and there's a bunch of creators I'm, I'm blanking right now, but like seeing that come about and bringing more women into the sport that is rad and is one of my favorite things to do, get outdoors, be on the bike. It can only mean good things, man. And I For hope, sure. I hope some of the, uh, the bros can behave themselves. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm not actually sure that women do slide into DMS. No, no, not for me. No, it's just, it's fun talking to audience. Like maybe if you're Ryan Reynolds or something yeah. or Zach or Ted Lasso. Yeah. Yeah. Zach. <laughs> Zach Efron. Yeah. 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 Um, I don't know why this what question is this, Jared? It just says cheese. Oh yeah, mark. that's just a one word question is cheese question mark. I assume they're asking you what kind of cheese you like. Uh, or if you eat it. Parmesan's the best. Because you can put Ooh. Parmesan on pasta. And you can you can grate it. Fresh parmesan. Yeah. And uh that's the best. Nice. Yeah. Uh okay. I disagree. What are you thinking, Gouda? Well, no, I've recently Swiss. become a fan of goat cheese. Ooh, you know goat what the cheese is good. You know what the problem is yeah. with that? I once had a pet goat, and goat <laughs> cheese tastes like how goat smelt. Oh, no. That's exactly what goat cheese is to me. We had a pet goat, and uh, when you eat goat cheese, it tastes like he smelt. Oh, man. Hmm. That's like, uh, you know, once you see how sausage is made, uh, yeah. all you want to do is eat sausage. Yeah, yeah, Wait, I what? Just, I just... <laughs> what did you say to me? <laughs> you got that backwards. <laughs> <laughs> A euphemism? I don't know. <laughs> wow. <laughs> just yeah, I, I've, I've been to a few not serious like 
factory farms, but I've been to a few sort of small scale yeah. farms. And yeah, the more I get close to animals and farms, it's just yeah, I'll just not really appetizing now, across the board. Anything. Yeah. That being said, like I have no problem eating goat cheese, but it's like yeah, it's just uh, there's a little bit of that in there. So what about like the ones with like the blueberries like mixed into it, you uh, know, uh, fancy cheese. Those are good. Yeah. What about like a nice sharp cheddar? Yeah. I do like cheese. Yeah. Yeah. Like an aged, like a vintage sharp cheddar. Yeah. I don't have any dice in this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> no horse in this race. I got Let's move no on. horse in yeah. this race. <laughs> Great question. Fine. I could or really just go day. deep into or that cheese. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Top five mustaches of all time. My God. Um, Tom Selleck's got to be at the top of the list. Oh, yeah. And what's the guy's yeah, uh, Sam Elliott from Tombstone is probably one the greatest voice in voiceover history and acting history. Mm. But he's got a pretty incredible mustache. Mm. And after that, it just falls off a cliff. I mean, there's nobody even close. So mm. that's all I can say. I, there's probably more. Oh, uh, what's that? Uh, one NASCAR racer. He had a great mustache. Well, they all mm. have great mustaches, don't Never they? Been a NASCAR guy. Hmm. Richard Petty. Is that who I'm thinking of? That's a good question. Dale Earnhardt. Richard Petty's got a hell of a mustache. Look at that. Yeah, that's a pretty good mustache. All right, yeah. we're going to put him in there. Um, I've given my top two. That's as Dale many Earnhardt? mustaches as I know. We got Dale Earnhardt. Um, yeah, Tom Selleck, you're right. I think yeah. he is up there. Yeah, it's good. Um, gosh. What about... <laughs> that's probably uh, good. Um, yeah, that's well, we got one more. Um, <laughs> Pablo Escobar. Oh, yeah. That's pretty decent. Now we're just throwing straws, though. I mean, I really have to do some research on this. If only you guys had asked me to be prepared, which you did, but I didn't. It's, it. it's fine. Let's, we'll yeah. keep moving. Yeah. We'll keep it moving. Yeah. I don't think you need to be prepared for the next question. No, no, no. No, certainly not. But a little bit of research wouldn't help. Sure. Or it wouldn't hurt. Sure. Is farting like yawning where once someone starts, it becomes contagious? No. I can confirm that. I've seen it happen on a trail before. You know, a yawn just, just works its way through the crowds. But, yeah, uh, it works. Yeah. A fart will spread the crowd. So yeah. it's uh, it's quite the opposite. Wow, effect. that's true. And yeah, somewhat prophetic as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gosh. Yeah. You know what's funny is even if someone like opens their mouth like they're gonna yawn, like. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes yeah. that's enough you to can, trigger it. You can fake trigger a, a mass exodus of yawning. <laughs> yeah. Good. I feel like I need to know the usernames of who asked this, and whether you're they're your fans or my fans, because I'm gonna find <laughs> this out, and I'm gonna like I expect my fans to ask very classy questions. Oh, well, that's not true. Are, are, speaking, not true all, are but, you uh, saying these questions aren't classy? Or <laughs> <laughs> wow, yeah, wow. Sp- speaking of classy questions, how do you take your bib off when you need to poop? Oh, who wears a bib? Well, who doesn't? No, I no, I have a taint of steel. No, I don't. Uh, I don't <laughs> wear. A, I don't wear a bib. I don't wear a chamois. A, on big rides, maybe like big massive rides in Colorado, sure. But uh, I don't think I've ever worn a bib. Is that the one you put over your shoulders? Like oh, oh yeah, you don't trousers? Wear a chamois though. No, like, no chamois. chamois. Nope. Do wow. Ever, do you ever ride more than 15 miles? Or what are you, you ever, trying to say, Jeff? Or do you ever <laughs> I ride, told you I was a pro mountain biker. Or do you ever ride 10 miles a day for four days in a row or more? No. I have. I don't need a chamois then. I have, but uh, now my riding schedule is so hard because one, just, you know, work and family, it, it takes a lot of time. It takes mm-hmm. a lot of time. So, and then, um, you know, there's those occasional road trips where I will just be out every day. When I did a Whistler road trip, I'm riding every day. But you know, it's just uh, it's just proper conditioning, I guess, is really what it was. Just grit, like very like coarse grit sandpaper. Mm-hmm. It will will really condition the regions you need. It's like yeah. when you play guitar a lot, and the tips of your uh, fingers yeah. get callous. Exactly right. Yeah, just yeah. like sandpaper on your, on, on your on your on your on your taint. Exactly right. Yeah. yeah. So I've never worn a bib to answer your question. Great, wow. Great visual. So I can't relate. So uh, so then it's pretty easy for you to just 
to go poop. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I'm going to reprimand my audience. Uh, that's what's going to happen. All right. <sighs> yeah, this, this, fair. this uh, podcast content is definitely different than normal. Yeah. And yeah. it's, Can we, it's anybody higher ask about... on the laughs and less on the practical, useful bike knowledge. Yeah, There's we've got nothing w- wrong with that. You could, yeah, I, yeah, here, no, you're, you're here's, right. here's what I know. The one question you asked about bike parts, that was your audience. <laughs> there wasn't, there wasn't that, was, that was actually from FBI Matt. The oh, linkage okay. ratio one? Yes. Yeah. No but way. I thought that you told him to ask that because it he put I your initials afterwards. Like it was some sort of signature. <laughs> Are there any questions that aren't about farts or poop? Can I we just like Um and that is the end of the episode. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to ask about my childhood and how good it went? Are we deep diving or what are we doing? Jeez. <laughs> Oh, man. Well, this one is actually not about poop okay. or your childhood. Yeah, yeah. Okay, this good. Is good. Um, what is your, in your head, ultimate bike quiver of three bikes? What three bikes would you pick? That's actually a good question. That is a good question because, I mean, really, three is a good number. So, okay. <laughs> you need a high-travel bike, all right? You need a high-travel bike for riding gnarly stuff. So yeah. Park long days. travel? Yep. Long travel, long high travel. travel. You can't say high travel? Eh, not really. why, Wait, why can't you say it's high like travel long versus or short? Wait, what? Long travel or short travel? Okay. Long travel bike. Yeah. I would say, okay, so a long travel bike, right, for go. park days, for gnarly stuff. All right. Can we yeah. use the term gnarly? Is that appropriate? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. All right. So, and then uh, I would say. <laughs> I just want to correct his lingo a little bit. I know. This is what I'm here That's for. That's okay. This is exactly what happens. It's trying right? to be helpful. This, this We're all learning. Learn. This is the only way to learn. And yeah. then, okay, then you've got your low travel bike. Wait. Short. Low, short, short travel short. bike. Yeah, yeah. Okay, and then you know there that way you can ride your normal XC stuff. Yeah, which just stands for cross country. <laughs> <laughs> I like to establish that here. And then you know it's arguable that an e bike needs to be in there. Mm. I think at this point an e bike mm. needs to be in there, and that's going to be controversial. Hot take it's going to be controversial. Kid, yeah, Colorado kid says e bikes are a quiver bike. What kind or of travel do you cancel? Want on a, you want like a long travel. <laughs> Big battery e-bike or a mid-travel? Here's my my take on the scenario, okay? Mm -hmm. For me, the ultimate use of an e-bike, because, like, I don't mind it on the daily trails. Like, especially when you guys have these cool trails where you can go up there and just session these quick, rippable trails. That's super cool. I love the idea of that. It's so rad. Um, So that's hard to say. But for my rides, with the time frames that I have, I would love the big battery, the high-travel... Long. Long travel. Okay. The, the long travel. Look, I'm great at this. Don't worry. I'll pick it up. Long travel. Because what I want to do is I want to go in the well, back. Why country. do you want the big battery, though? You're going over. What I well, he's do, explaining right now. Yeah, yeah. What I want to do, and I love doing this. Every year we'll go rent a, uh, an e-bike in Downeyville. Mm-hmm. And we'll go on these backcountry rides that are 35, 40 miles, six to 7,000 feet of climbing. Just these crazy adventures. Yeah. That's what I want. I like adventure riding more than anything else. Like, and I like doing park days. Those are fun. I like doing that. Like, but whatever adventure rides are my favorite thing in the world. One, seeing something I've never seen, but two, like getting into trouble and Mm -hmm. like those backcountry rides where there's, they're not quite trimmed, right? There's, there's thorns hitting you in the face. Like, it's just like this crazy adventure to me. That's like the best thing in the world. That's some, some of the funnest stuff in the sport of mountain biking. Yeah, for sure. Exactly what you described. I absolutely love it. And I don't get enough of it in my life. You know, it's, it's hard to like make the time for those big trips and all that stuff. But when they come, man, that's, that's what I would want a massive uh, battery for and a, 
Uh, long. Long travel. I was yeah. going to say hi again. I got it. Okay, third time's a charm. <laughs> long travel. Just because you don't know what you're going to get into. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And that, that, ex- that idea excites me. The idea of like the battery running out and you're stranded. Like just crazy, like everything's going wrong. A bear's about to attack you. You punch it right in the face. Like that's the kind of stuff I want. But that's not going to happen. So, Well, you want not. the battery to die and get attacked by it? No, I don't know. Maybe a solar panel. We can engineer something. Imagine the adventure you have. Like if you engineered a solar panel to tie in and like, yeah. you know, you... I don't know. Like Elon. It's just not going to happen. Yeah. But I, I like that idea. And like to me, some of the biggest and funnest rides I've had is just like these, I don't know what I'm getting into. And so it's just not your normal trail ride, right? Yeah. That's what I see is like the most usable thing for me. I would love to do that. More of that. Nice. But it's time. You know, that takes time. Yeah. Like if like you're less talking time about, on an e-bike. That's what I mean. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. like you're talking about doing like bikepacking trips and it's like that takes time. Yeah. Like, especially if you're going to do multi-day trips. Like, oh, yeah. That's a weekend. And that's time away from the family, so I have to plan all that stuff because it's not fair to them that I just take off every weekend and ride bikes. So yeah. all those things come into play, but I like the idea of that. I really do. And I don't know quite know where the gravel bike fits into this whole situation because I, I haven't done a gravel bike hmm. ride, so I, I don't know. Like, it I might think, not count. Well, yeah. that's just like an extra bike. That's, yeah, so those are my, yeah, those are my three bikes. You already did name your three bikes. Those are my yeah, three bikes. Yeah, you, so full circle, long travel e-bike, yeah. long travel pedal bike for yeah. bike park, gnarly stuff. Yep. And a short travel XC or trail bike. Yeah. Okay. XC trail. Yep. XC slash trail. What are your three? What's your three bike quiver? Um, I'll tell you. Well, I'll, mm-hmm. so my mm-hmm. dream one or my current one? No, no, your dream one. Okay. Um, I do love having a gravel bike that like doubles as a road bike just because I like to do that every once in a while. Um, yeah, short travel bike and long travel bike. I yeah. think that's, well, that's how pretty long much travel? it. We're talking downhill bike or are you talking? Oh, about I'm talking just like a, or? yeah, a 160, 170 enduro bike. And, uh, yeah, or, or just tr- a trail bike. I don't think it needs to be a cross country bike or yeah. Like that 120, 130, 140, maybe range. I don't know. Can I tell it, you guys a story? The lines blur so much. Yeah, Can please. Tell you guys a story? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've only had one bike for the last <laughs> four years <laughs> and I've yeah, managed you, to create an empire. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's comical it's comical Uh, it's like i've had my sp 5.5 and that's the only bike i've had for the last four years Mm. it's ridiculous jeff is just like man how does yeah i've only had one bike for the last five years (laughs) (laughs) what do you have like eighty thousand bikes (laughs) i've got a few well jeff what's your three bike quiver ah that that's such a hard three well the (laughs) short answer is three is not enough That's, okay, and this that's is, limiting, yeah. and I feel confined with that question. Yeah, and this in this put me in a jail cell. in this messed up confined universe yeah. where you have to have three bikes. Yeah. I'm gonna make you pick three. You're on an island. Yeah, and you can only bring three bikes with yeah. you onto this and Tom Hanks onto this island, which may okay. have the perfect yeah. mix of trails for all three bikes. Yeah. What are they going to be? Ah, uh, okay. Well, I'll tell you what I'm in between. Yeah. Uh, Sort of your your light trail bike, mm-hmm. 115, 120 mil travel, 29er. Uh-huh. That's that's you got to have that. So yeah, like, I'm not getting rid of that no matter what. Yeah, and uh, so I'm in between then and and I also I think a downhill bike. Ooh, just like a full blown downhill bike for going to Whistler, going to bike parks. Yeah, I, you know as, a, as impractical as they are, they you're, so you're going to sacrifice fun. one of your bikes for an impractical bike. Ooh. Well, so so here's the thing, and then and then the third bike could be. A what I consider a gravel bike, yeah, which is your like flat this, handlebar my salsa cutthroat that I have flat handlebars full on rigid. and a dropper post, but okay. still full rigid and ultra lightweight. Yeah, um, so 
that's kind of what I'm leaning towards, those three bikes. Mm-hmm. So full rigid, quasi gravel mountain bike, uh, l- you know, short travel, trail bikey, mm-hmm. and then a full-blown downhill bike. But I'm also thinking maybe I'll sacrifice the downhill bike for a 150 mil travel and yeah. downhill bike. Yeah. But I don't know because I just – when you go to a bike park and you ride the, the gnarly stuff, it's just so much more fun on a full-fledged downhill bike. But what if this island but that you're stranded on has trails you want to be able to pedal to the top And there's of. no chairlift on this island. You, know, yeah. you never know. Yeah. So that's where <laughs> your no, enduro that's, bike. That's why three is not enough. Four, give me four. four all right. I'm in. Well, okay. We, if we're going right. to talk like real bike stuff, how would you. Okay. So, for example, modern mountain bikes that are enduro bikes, right? Versus downhill bikes. Yeah. They're pretty capable at a bike park these they, days. They 100% are. Yeah. I, I totally agree. And, and I fully understand why people can take 150, 160, 170 mil travel bike, yeah. Yeah. ride it at the bike park, and be like, this thing's as good as a downhill bike. Yeah. And in many ways it is, but I, I still would like to, you know, push, nudge you to say, okay, just, but also compare it back to back with a full fledged eight inch travel downhill yeah. bike with yeah. a dual crown fork. Yeah. Because there is still a difference. Yeah. yeah. Well, there's a reason why World Cup downhill racers obviously still race sure. downhill yeah, yeah, bikes. Why they're not riding enduro yeah, yeah, bikes. They're not exactly. riding enduro yeah. bikes. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. So, I don't know. So, so you're right that can it accomplish all of the same stuff? Absolutely. But it doesn't accomplish it in the perfect way. In I guess the same we could say, way. Yeah. We could say that it's they're capable, but not the perfect solution for the problem. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Having yeah. the right gear. For what you're doing is important. Yeah, and right. they're infinitely more capable than they ever have. Been. Yeah, exactly. Even yeah. three, four, five years ago, they were not even close to what a downhill bike mm-hmm. can do now, and now they're like right next to it, which yeah. is pretty cool. Yeah. So, I mean, and that's why downhill bike sales have fallen off a cliff in the last ten years because yeah, the emergence of enduro bikes, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you think about it; it makes so much more practical sense to have a 150, 160 mil travel enduro bike and not have a downhill bike anymore and then you just ride your enduro bike anytime yeah. you ever go to a bike park and people are you know grinning ear to ear smiling so would you say it's a bit yeah. like starting a fire with a lighter versus a flamethrower or is that a stretch uh that's a stretch isn't it i'm just maybe. making stuff up yeah sorry <laughs> okay sorry we'll keep moving on yeah i mean right, i like right. the idea yeah yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> all right fair enough i'd love to have a flamethrower Bring a flamethrower to the bike park yeah, yeah now we're gonna sell tons of downhill bikes guys let's do it yeah <laughs> Are you looking for a sales job? You're doing great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got competition now. Uh, who do we ride with today? Zach. Imagine a customer walking into a store. Yeah, so I'm looking for a bike. Are you looking for a flamethrower? Yeah, yeah, I got yeah. one right over here. Uh, Zach said he, he was selling all kinds of bikes. I'm like, now I want to sell more bikes. Like, I don't, yeah. I don't even sell bikes. Let's go. I have this natural competition in me. <laughs> uh, it's, yeah, it's crazy. Oh, man. Uh, I, I This is an interesting question, mm-hmm. but it was asked, so we're going to ask it. It's, yeah. uh, what is the circumference of your head? Perhaps in, in centimeters. Wait, what? <laughs> it's, it's right in right here. Like my yeah. brain is so Somebody huge. It's, it's, it's immeasurable. Yeah. That, that's all I can say. That's all we need to say about this question right here. It's immeasurable. Someone was interested enough where they where they really just want to know the, the, the number. What is it? There are so <laughs> many bad jokes in my head. It's immeasurable. <laughs> this, is, this is one from your crowd, by the way. Definitely your the detail-oriented questions, your crowd. Okay, all right. let's move on. All right. Uh, Oh, you want to this is a pretty good one, yeah. Uh, scale of one to ten, how embarrassed are your kids when you use internet slang? 
What do you mean internet slang? Or like, modern day slang. Like sus? Like this is sus? Oh, yeah. That's perfect. You know what? Like they're... Or even when you tell them you're going out to film TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> You know, it's so funny, man. Like, I just like, I'm a YouTuber, you know, like, so I don't get shunned. But my kids love it. They they want to be featured in videos so bad. But it's really like, as a parent, it's kind of your responsibility to determine, like, is it appropriate to put your kids in front of the public eye? Yeah. You know, right now, it's just background stuff. Occasionally, they'll shoot something. They'll be in the corner of the frame or something like that. And they'll help me. But I'm very conscious. And we always have been about, like, having our kids featured in a video. And they don't know how to deal with that. Like, so for example, like if they, they're getting older now, but if they were to be featured, they started their own channel or something, right? How would they deal with somebody telling them that they're just like complete crap? An anonymous person, to me, I have no problem with that. I get it all the time. Like I'm grown up enough to understand what that means. But for them, they might take that personally. It might weigh on them. It's like, this is a new world we live in. I don't know how to weigh all that stuff. I, I, I'm, I'm learning. I'm, I'm a parent, yeah, but like... That's, uh, that's a crazy challenge yeah. that parents are it's up so against tricky. right now. Social media and their kids. Yeah, yeah and most parents, sure. like, most parents are flying by the seat of their pants as it is, you know? Like, so I don't know the right answer. Maybe the right answer is getting them involved and having them more involved in the channel and stuff. But no, they're not cringed by what I do. They really like what I do. They watch my videos on repeat. I've been in the public situations where like, my dad's the Colorado kid. I'm like, don't, 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 tell, don't tell anybody. <laughs> you know, like, it's not the right place for this. Because like, you know, like, it doesn't matter to most general people. It's a very mm-hmm. specific audience. But like, yeah, how do you, how do you kind of. I don't know. It's a weird space. And yeah. I'm learning as I go. It's a tough balance to strike. Yeah, but the kids, my kids really dig it. They're really stoked nice. on it. And I try to include them occasionally, but sparingly. Like, Do I they just, think you're funny? Or? They know I'm, they <laughs> they know just I'm funny, like, Jeff. like you because you're their dad. <laughs> they know I'm funny. <laughs> right? I mean, I'm... No, I get, like, it, there's a one point w- when your kids are growing up where they're like, oh, dad's the funniest. And then now my daughter is just, of course, she turns seven. She's like, oh, my God. I'm like already. I thought, I thought that was gonna happen at like 13, 14 teenager years or whatever, right? Like, nah, she's already like, oh my god, dad. You know, like, dad. Like, wow, we're there already. Okay. It's partially my fault. My jokes are bad, but what are you gonna do? Oh, that's good. Other dad jokes. Yeah, but you know what makes sense is that you are a dad of yeah. two, so your dad jokes it all just it all just ties together. It, it, it's yeah, fine. it's stuff that it's I say. It's not on a regular as basis. strange as as Jared, for example, who just cracks dad jokes left, right, and center. <laughs> no kids. Yeah, yeah, no kids. But yeah, no yeah, kids. Yeah. Fantastic yeah. dad, dad joke teller. Evolved Amazing. to my final form already. You could, you could write a, a little short form book called uh, The Best Dad Jokes from a Guy Who Has Yet to Have Kids. Wow. <laughs> and the restraining order will come really fast. <laughs> <laughs> you just, the, I imagine the picture of the book is like you with like binoculars looking at a school. All right, sorry. <laughs> no. that's, sorry. That's where my mind goes. <laughs> <laughs> sorry yeah, no sorry. that's fine we're, I love we're it we're on track we're good that was great dad jokes are fantastic yeah. Jared. thank you I appreciate yeah, yeah. that and uh, I'm just trying to you know live up to I mean one of my one of my favorite dad jokes yeah. of Jared was it was in our trending mountain bike products of March or April gosh uh, good memory 2022 mm-hmm. and uh, we're, we're trying to think oh let's make like a funny intro for this YouTube video like we usually do and and we we come up with the idea, well, Jared does, of... Uh, was that what it was like? Are what? you tired of... Oh, it was like, it was, so it was at the end of spring, and yeah. it was, are you tired? And when you said tired, you like lifted up a tire. As I said, are you yes. tired? And then you said, of spring? And then you like held up an orange <laughs> fox, rear shock Amazing. spring. And then and it was like, tired of spring? Well, now it's summertime. It was like something like that. <laughs> something <laughs> ridiculous like that. Yeah. Probably people just stopped watching right there. YouTube dad yes. skit I've ever been involved in. Don't look in. at the analytics. They dropped yeah. off right there. Yeah. Trust me, I know. Yeah. 
100%. Yeah, it's funny how some people like totally love, even if like it makes them cringe, they're like, oh, that was great. And then some are yeah. just like, that was horrible. You guys are awful. It's uh, not it, the funny thing at all. It's the nature of the beast. Like <laughs> yeah. if, if we get yeah. philosophical for a moment, like it's interesting because like I've always been a big proponent of like, I like that people have different opinions and thoughts and things like yeah. that. So mm-hmm. I try to teach this to my kids. I'm like, man, like just realize that like it's okay that somebody different than you, like say, for example, let's take a movie. Yeah. Oh, I like that movie. I didn't like that movie. Well, you're stupid because you didn't like that movie. Like, right? Versus like, hey, what'd you like about the movie? Yeah. Like, okay, let's talk about like, I didn't really like it that much. But why did you like it? Like, yeah, we don't do that. It's like, it's... um, Yes, yeah, civil it's discourse. Pol- yeah. Where you can have a rational conversation where yeah. you can you know, have a different opinion and hold two contrarian thoughts in your head simultaneously. I know. I, I try yeah. to instill in them that it's cool, like when people have different views, because that's how you learn. Like, hey, I've never even thought yeah. about that. Like, let's talk. Like, what? Are, like, so... Yeah, it's a, it's a weird world we live in. And so, like, when people appreciate dad jokes and the people that will just call me cringy, like, I don't care either way. Like, yeah. everybody has their own opinions. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. None yeah. of it offends me. It's fine. It's all good. Has there ever been a video that you made that you thought, oh, this is going to be a banger and turned out nobody really liked? Like, it just – the algorithms didn't like it. I don't know that I've had one that I thought was going to be a banger per se, but ones that I really enjoyed making that I thought was fun fun like and i still do like there's some of my favorite videos are the ones that get the least amount of views because yeah. it's a weird creative vision that people don't get and like and i don't have yeah. a problem with that at all like it doesn't resonate like and that's totally fine like i did one where i was like in the las vegas desert like hallucinating that i couldn't pedal anymore like oh, i was I so remember. tired oh, that was a great yeah, one yeah, yeah. and it loves that one that was yeah i could see why some people would be like oh, it, i don't get it it's totally different because it's like a fear <laughs> yeah. and loathing in las vegas reference i got a wide angle yeah. lens i'm yeah. really like dazed in the desert and i'm yeah. like oh is that an e-bike you know yeah, like yeah. i'm just dazed I and confused and i like stumble up to it i'm like wait a minute and i realize it's like an oasis it's not an e-bike it's a regular bike <laughs> yeah and so a general audience definitely doesn't get that because you guys know there's a motor versus not a motor yeah, yeah. so it was an inside joke to a certain degree, but I, I really like make it. And that's the best part is having your own channel. I can make stupid stuff and things that I enjoy and also stuff that I think that other people will enjoy. Like there's no right answer. Yeah. And so like there's ones that I kind of, I thought maybe would resonate more, but like to me, I don't, I'm still proud that I made it. And the benefit yeah. of making short form content is that you can churn one out and there's, there's production value. There's time that goes into it and thought that goes into it, but then you could just make another one. Yeah. yeah so totally. one thing, one thing it's helped me do is originally when I started YouTube, I was very invested in a video. Like I would spend a lot of time editing the video, thumbnail, title, screw all, screw that all up and release it. And then I was so mentally invested in the performance of that video that it would stress me out to a certain degree, right? Yeah. Like where you're like, oh man, nobody's watching it. Like, ah. Oh. Yeah, it becomes unhealthy to yeah. put your self-worth into your YouTube views. Yes. Yeah. And so the benefit of transitioning to short form and now, of course, long form on YouTube as well, or should I say high travel form on <laughs> YouTube. <laughs> long <laughs> travel. Long travel form. High form. Yeah, no, I'm just kidding. All right, so. The benefit has been like the short form stuff has kind of eliminated that out of my life. Like now I just put stuff out and I, I'm proud that I made it and I move on to the next thing and it's it's far less stressful and it's okay. Yeah. It's all good. Full acceptance of the outcome. Regardless. Yeah. I just don't care. Like I, I'm, I'm stoked that people dig it and relate to it, but it's like it doesn't stress me out anymore, which has been very freeing yeah. to a certain degree. I, mm-hmm. I really like that. It's yeah. been nice. It's like it's if really one nice. person likes it, it it made it all worth it. It's one less thing to worry about. Even yeah. if it's yourself. Yeah, just have fun making it. You know, yeah, exactly. Or your mom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. My mom likes it like 300,000 times. Yeah. I do have some videos on YouTube that have like 300,000 likes. It's incredible. It's like, what the hell? It's awesome. 300,000 plus? Like, what? Right? Who would have thought? Who are all these bots? Yeah, who are all these <laughs> Russian bots? Dos <laughs> Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, Joe, we got to address one one last question here before yeah. we go. And uh, I actually don't know the answer to this question. Oh, wait. I think I do. Are you from Cali and now live in Rado, or are you from Rado and now live in Cali? Ah, that's a good question. So I originally grew up in California. And there was at one point in my uh, pro mountain biking career that I moved to Colorado. <laughs> okay, that's not air true. Air quotes, pro mountain biking. Yeah, air quotes, air quotes, yeah. yeah. Um, actually, yeah, I, I wasn't even mountain biking at the time. So I grew up in California. I moved to Colorado for a couple years, and then I came back to California. So right now I'm in Northern California. But, you know, to me, during that transition, that's when our son was born. So the backstory is, like, we used to kind of jokingly call him the Colorado kid because he was born between the move, basically, California and Colorado. So as I was thinking of names of the channel, like a bunch of stuff came in, and that was like the, it was just the front runner. It's just catchy as hell, man. It's funny. It yeah. is. So, so you stole your kid's name, your son's. <laughs> name? I gave him the name. I could take it back. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So that was like the inspiration. But like to me, it's like it's too damn catchy, man. It's 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 good, and uh, it makes a lot of sense. And it's funny because like that stems like when you have basically like a a performance name to a certain degree, like people don't know my name's Joe. Like a lot of people will be like, Hey, Calirado. Like I get recognized all the time. Right. But mm-hmm. like, they don't know my name. I say it sparingly in videos. Cause most of my videos, some of them I don't even talk. Right. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's interesting. And there's some creators that have their full name on display. So everybody knows like Dustin Klein, everybody knows who Dustin Klein is, but like, yeah, when they, they just call me Calirado. So it's, it's stuck. There wow. it is. Who's so, I just wanted to tell you guys I'm world yeah, famous I and I get recognized. I don't know. Dustin Klein is <laughs> yeah, either. Yeah. Did you? No, he's incredible, man. He's got a great style. He he's a, he was an inspiration to the start of the channel too. Like uh, some of his camera angles and stuff that he does is it's really cool. And it what it is it's it's different. It's you know there's a lot of people just doing POV footage. What you've got is style in his videos, different music, all this stuff, and it's just a very creative atmosphere. The stuff that he creates is really fun to me. Nice. Dustin Klein, vice president, the Charters Lodging Group. No, that's different. Yeah, totally different. Yeah. <laughs> But one of the things I really appreciate and I've always on the lookout for, I told you guys this today, is like creators that are standing out and doing something different. And how can I help? Like, like I, I love the idea of scouting like talent and like seeing people pushing the boundaries of what we're doing. And it's it's uh, it's cool, man. I love the idea that stri- people are stretching their creative bounds. To me, it's been very rewarding. I love people finding that. Like, I wouldn't consider myself a, an incredible success. Like, I would say that I'm still working at it. I'm still learning every day. But it's cool to see people trying. And it's like, okay, well, if I see that element of trying, like, how can I help? Like, what can I do? Like, can I give you some tips? Yeah. I don't know, man. I I like the idea of more people creating cool content. That's all. I think more than anything. Yeah. So. Yeah. Nice. I think as long as you are enjoying it and other people are enjoying it, then I would call it successful. Yeah. Yeah. I've been lucky so far. uh, 80% luck, uh, 19% talent, and 1% mustache. (laughs) I would increase the percentage of mustache. Yeah, yeah it's it's a lot. For, yeah, it's definitely seventy three percent mustache. Yeah. I should have rethought that number. Yeah, increase the percentage of yeah. social media algorithm. We can go yeah. back to the analytics. That's and, right. Uh, we'll you know. we'll figure it out. Yeah, yeah. we'll figure it out. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, Joe, also known as AKA Colorado Kid, yeah. where can people reach you if they want to ask you other questions? Just slide um, your DMs. Yeah, it's I'm pretty receptive. Like a lot of people reach out on DMs, and I do message people back. Like I think that's one of the funnest things, and one of the side um, the side effects of this whole process has been like meeting people from all across the world and talking mm-hmm. to them and getting new perspectives and meeting new people, and it's been cool. So like on Instagram, it's just Cali Rado Kid, and it's funny because the spelling's pretty straightforward. It's Cali like California mm-hmm. and Rado like Colorado, so Cali Rado Kid. Um, I don't promote TikTok that much. It sounds like I'm too old for TikTok, so I don't <laughs> say that that much. <laughs> oh, dude, your TikTok's blowing up. It's doing good. It's like, yeah, it's doing fine. And then yeah. YouTube, of course, uh, it's just Cali Rado Kid there as well. 
But no, Instagram's the most direct way to reach out. And I usually try to message people back if I can. And it's a good discourse. It's a good way to talk real time with people. Whereas YouTube doesn't have that. You've got, you'll leave a comment and I can leave a comment back. Yeah, but it's not like a real time conversation. Yeah. So usually if people take the time to reach out and tell me like they're digging what I'm doing or they have a trail suggestion and stuff like that, like I usually respond back like it's cool. Like that's how I got through Galbraith when I went up to, you know, up to the road trip to Canada. Like I had people show me around outside of Seattle. I had people show me around at Galbraith and that was so helpful for me because just sitting around looking at a map bores the hell out of me. That's so, awesome though. Yeah. Having people like, hey, let me show you these trails. I'm like, man, that that just took a weight off my shoulder. Yeah. I don't have to check every stop, like every split in the road. I got to check trail yeah. forks. Like, mm. Show you the goods. Yeah. Show me the goods. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, let me show you this trail that nobody knows about. Uh-oh. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. So it's I'm going to take you back into the woods where yeah. nobody will find uh, you. <laughs> so good. Yeah. <laughs> well, that escalated yeah. quickly. Yeah. Real fast. Thanks, Jared. Yeah. <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah. yeah. Now, the, now you're getting into it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh good. man. We need to go eat some food. Yeah. Well, that's it. That's all for this episode of the MTB Podcast. Thank you very much for listening. Uh, if you've listened this long, we love you. We would really appreciate a review on Apple Podcast app if you would like to do that. Oh. Might be the first time I've asked that. No, oh, maybe. One time wow. I said, rate us where you... Like where us? Yeah. Right where else were you rate your podcast? <laughs> wow. Go to hotornot.com. Yeah. Wow. And, I remember uh, one time I always listen to that uh, Wall Street Journal What's News podcast every day, mm-hmm. and they have they have a little saying at the end, which is it's something like uh, like and follow us wherever you get your podcasts or something. Like they say the same phrase yeah. every episode, and I remember I said that in one podcast. That was funny. Yeah. Self hilarious. I don't know if anyone else. Yeah, yeah. Good hilarious. One, Jeff. Yeah. Thanks, thanks, guys. Yeah. No, it was. Yeah, no. I mean, last time you did that, we got a bunch of uh, reviews and people like asking for fenders. And oh yeah. So are you just patronizing me? Or are you serious? I am serious. Oh, wow. People like screenshotted their review and like, hey, look, I reviewed the podcast. Where's my fender? Wow. Yeah. So no, don't say that again. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> if you. If, should we tell them they can get a fender? Yeah, we well we should tell them. Yeah. Uh if you write a review on Apple Podcasts, yeah. screenshot it, send it to us any which way from at Sunday. Worldwide Cyclery. At Worldwide Cyclery on Instagram. Uh send us the image there. We will give you a fifteen dollar discount code. Whoa. Ooh. For the uh Worldwide Cyclery site. Wow. And you can buy your own fender with a discount code. That so is So that way Jared doesn't awesome. have to input your shipping mm-hmm. address because clearly he's jaded from that situation. Genius. <laughs> Genius. Well, it was a logistic uh, nightmare, as it you call it. It was a logistic nightmare. There's, there's been a few times as as our business has grown yeah. and our media presence has grown yeah. that I've – see, Michael's laughing over here because he's, he's dealt with some of this. Yeah. I've, I've said things in YouTube videos like, oh, just do this and you'll get a free this. Yeah. And, then no. it's, and then, you know, like – the video drops and there's like hundreds of emails. And <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There was no thought process behind this. People are like shooting me messages like, well, what are we going to do? How are we going to ship these? What did you tell these people? Like, what? I was like, oh, yeah, I didn't think that through, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think that many people would see that or do that. And Yeah. Yeah, so. So if Discount you're code. in the lower 48, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> see, that's where the codes, you don't need disclaimers. Yeah. Like you got a $15 off code. That's, yeah. that's it. That's it. That's we'll all give we're you a doing. code and you do whatever you, you want with you it. You figure it out from there, yeah. please. 50, uh, uh, free shipping uh, over $50. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Wow. So, 45. Yeah. 45. Sorry. <laughs> Congratulations on your win. <laughs> Pay us some money. You, yeah. could, you could, though, get in-store pickup. That's free. 
Or just buy a $10 item, and then you get the whole thing for free. You get a nice water bottle. Oh. And, of course, pay the $1,000 shipping for Jeff to hand deliver it. Ooh. Yeah, see? Yeah. You've yeah. checked out on the site. You've seen that. So I know exactly save what's your money on the product, but just pay for the shipping to have Jeff come get <laughs> Can I pitch you an idea? Yeah, what what if go. you had Colorado Kid delivery that was $1,001 on the website? Mm. That is edgy. It's no, it can't be higher than yours, can it? Yeah. Could it be nine ninety nine then? <laughs> nine ninety nine in the local Sacramento area. Oh my god! Uh, yeah, the, yeah, with a, with a zip code limitation. <laughs> oh man, fantastic, fantastic! Thank you very much for listening. We appreciate it, and we will talk to you guys on the next podcast. Cheers, Cheerio. See you later. <laughs>